Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. There's this whole balance between risk reward ratio and probability. Right. So if, if I have a you know, 90 percent chance of winning, but I can only make a 5 percent gain on the trade and I've got a, you know, this, you know, 95 percent risk factor, you know, I'm thinking right down and uh, like a bull put spread. Right. If you don't bring enough money on a bull put spread, it turns against you. You could have to be right 20 times to make up for one time of being wrong mm -hmm. if you don't manage the trade and don't deal with it appropriately. Right. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Today, we have a special lesson for you. I'm putting it here on the podcast because I really believe that this is going to provide you massive, massive value. And that's what I'm trying to do here. And hey, listen, if this podcast was useful to you at all, I really highly suggest that you go check out the full trading course at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we have two of my favorite guests back online, Chris Mercer and Rance Mayshek, both from marketgear.com. And we're going to be talking about ratio backspreads today, something that I've experienced and I've played with, and, I, and things did not go very well. So I'm interested to learn from these guys uh, just exactly where I went wrong. So guys, thanks for coming back on the program today. Absolutely. Glad to be here. <laughs> so first let's get started. What in the world is a ratio backspread and why would I care? So, well, a ratio backspread is a, uh, applied, right. It is a self-repairing strategy. When I first learned about it, it was called the vacation trade. Cause you could set it on when you go on vacation, if it works great. It, and if it, if it, the stock collapsed on you. Um, it was self-repairing, right? So it sounds good. Now there are, there is a, there, there is a risk factor in this and we want to address that risk factor. And, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the, you definitely need to make sure that you're, uh, set the right way on it. Um, and I would say that I don't really quite agree that it's a vacation trade. I do agree that it's self-repairing, but it still takes some, some management of the trade because, there is an abyss that you can fall into if you're not careful as, uh, as we'll see here as we go through that. So, yes. Um, so that's, so that's where I was going to say, you know, vacation trade, things like that. I'm like, this is not the experience I had. So uh, yeah, it's not, you know, and that's, and that's the thing about, you know, when I first heard about it and it's like, Oh, it's a self-repairing trade and we call it vacation. Trade. And I thought, well, it, you know, I agree it's self-repairing, but there's a window that you have to watch it. And if it doesn't behave the way you want, uh, it's important to to pull the plug early on it, um, and if it's uh, it's like if it's behaving very poorly, excuse me, if the stock is behaving very very poorly or behaving very well, um, the trade's great. It's when it 
languishes. So you want something as a driving force to hopefully make it uh, uh, work a little better for you. So it's, it's something that, um, you know, it's how you, how you set up, you know, with a lot of these, you know, we were talking uh, recently about straddles and you've expressed uh, some challenge with that. So what do you, you know, and, and that one, it's like, you have to have a driving force, right? You have to have like, look at, does this stock tend to move around earnings and do it before earnings, but far enough before, but you know, while the options are still cheap, you know, there's things about setups on these that are really, really important, you know? And, and so it's, that's, that's something that uh, uh, you can't ignore in this. It's not a, a, a total freebie trade, but it is something that can be really powerful and um, uh, pretty cost-effective to the other place too. So. You know, you mentioned our, our conversation on straddles. That, that just really made me think about the the whole, not Einstein, but uh, Thomas Edison quote, you know, he he only needed to figure out one way to make a light bulb, but he found 10,000 other ways not to, not make, to a make a light bulb. That and is that's correct, exactly right? how my trading went. I figured yeah. out one way to trade and I found 998,000 other ways to not trade. Well, you know, it really is interesting, Chris, because we talk to people about, you know, one of, one of the great things that we have in the platform is journaling. And one of the things we look at in this is that, you know, we, we tag the strategies that you're using, right? So if I'm using straddles, since we were talking about that, if I'm using straddle plays uh, and they're not working for me, then it's the why, right? It's, just, it's not that the strategy doesn't work, it's the application or how you're using it maybe that's the issue here. And so you, you look at how to structure it better. And it's one of the great things about having, you know, uh, paper trading, back testing, different mm -hmm. things like that, that you can go and hone that because they absolutely do work in the right use case. Same yeah. thing with ratio back spreads, same thing here. It's like, you know, well, we were also talking uh, recently about the, the poor man's covered call. Uh, same thing there. You know, if, if, uh, if you don't place that right, you can have a stock go up and still be in a losing position mm -hmm. because you didn't your, your spread between what you bought and sold wasn't enough, and you end up with uh, you know gets in a whole delta calculation, but it ends up in a situation where you can lose money. And so it's how you structure and how you set these up. So sometimes these rules, you know, the devil's in the details, but if you play them right, they can be an absolutely great way to um, uh, to approach things. Yeah, right? so, I, I, you've got a great point there, right? All of these strategies will make money. But you have to be in the right market condition for that strategy to work. Um, and I think that's where my naivety earlier on in my training, what trading was, you know, it's like, just do this trade or what is it? Sell a call no matter what. And it'll, you know, 70% of the time work out or, you know, sell, yeah, but those, sell 30 you know, Delta puts and it'll always work out. <laughs> No, yeah. it doesn't work that way, Rance. I know it doesn't this. work that way. Right. And, and, <laughs> and you know what? You might be right 70% of the time, but what happens you know, there's this whole balance between risk reward ratio and probability, right? So if, if I have a, you know, 90% chance of winning, but I can only make a 5% gain on the trade and I've got a, you know, this, you know, 95% risk factor, you know, I'm thinking right down and uh, like a bull put spread, right? If you don't bring enough money on a bull put spread, it turns against you. You could have to be right 20 times to make up for one time of being wrong. Mm -hmm. If you don't, manage the trade and don't deal with it appropriately, right? So, uh, and one of the things I'd say as we get ready to go into this, it's worth mentioning on any options trade, but certainly uh, this one applies as well, is that, uh, you know, the, the old adage, nothing will turn a, uh, a, a short-term trade into a long-term investment quicker than the stock going in the wrong direction, mm -hmm. you know? But the problem with options is they have a finite timeline. So if it goes in the wrong direction and you don't take the appropriate action, you don't move, you know, move on it, uh, there's a point where, you know, the time runs out and you, you can't make it back, right? It's, it's going to be yeah. a loss. So it's a and real important that, thing to make sure you apply it right. I, I think that that really 
at least for me, was um, it was a real hurdle mentally to get over because like whenever you sell an option, right, you've got, let's call it 50 days until the option expires. So in theory, if that stock's moving against you, I've got 50 days left. I can just let it work. And then, you know, 49 and 40 come and 30, 30 comes and you're in the money. And it's like, I still have 30 days to go. It could still work out. 10 more days go by, 20 more days go by. Next thing you know, you're $10 deep in the money. This trade that you would have made, let's call it a dollar. You're now out $10 on it. And that to me was a monster, monster mental hurdle to get over. It does not matter how many days you have left. What matters is the price action right now. If your price action no longer confirms the trade style that you put on, you must make the change. I'm going to say that again because it's worth repeating. If you set up a trade expecting a certain behavior of the stock and the stock breaks that behavior, get out, right? Yeah. I mean, that's another way to put right? You, you have an expectation. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, we did bull put spreads, I was talking about putting it on below support. If it breaks that support, don't think you have a chance of it coming back. Just cut your losses and move mm-hmm. on. Right. You know, uh, you know, this one here, we're about to show is the thing you really want to watch out for is stalling, right? If it's mm-hmm. going up, great. If it flips and drops, great. The problem is when it, when it stalls out and then that's, and, and by the way, that's actually in a way a little harder Right, because oh, it didn't really go down. You know, it didn't really break direction exactly. It just paused. Well, that pause can hurt you in this particular trade. So you know, it, it's it's a real important thing that you know you you set the trade up right and manage it appropriately. One of the things that uh, we look at, you know, in our, uh, our journaling, we track uh, win loss ratios both by dollar and percent. And one of the things that I tell people all the time is, look, if your dollar win loss ratio looks worse than your percent win loss ratio. It, is, it means you're losing more money, you know, just like you're, you're winning 60% of times, but you know, you're losing money, you know, a huge amount most more of the times. Right. So that was a beautiful, eloquent way to put that. But the point being <laughs> that if you lose it, very rarely, trust yeah, me. <laughs> if, um, you know, if you don't watch that, what happens, it's an indication that people were holding on to their losses too long, you know, and yeah. cutting lot, you know, with options, uh, uh, making the either adjustment to the trade because adjusting is definitely if there's a shift in it adjusting can definitely be a a a, a way to go or just cutting losses and getting out uh makes it a lot uh, you know a lot more effective you know yeah. you don't have the opportunity to oh i could hold on to this for the next um 10 years for for it to come back and that's not the case in an option it's going to be gone in a you know few right weeks. and especially on an option you sell there's that mental aspect of oh it's still out of the money why would I want to close it even though it's working against me? Well, it's because every day it's going to potentially continue on this path, right? Yep. Um, the, other, so yeah. the other thing it does, the other thing it does, by the way, is it it usually distracts you from something else you could be doing that maybe as a you know, if one thing doesn't work out and isn't doing what it's supposed to, but you're gonna spend the next 38 days staring at it and hoping that it does, what could you have done with your time and your capital? in those 38 days instead on a trade that now I see another setup and maybe that's the one that's going to work instead of the one that clearly isn't. Yeah. That's well said. Okay. So let's get into this. So show me how to set up a ratio backspread and let's kind of like talk through the mechanics of what this is. Sure. All right. So as we do this, just want to make mention, you know, of course my standard thing here is I'm going to share with you some 
uh, real numbers off a real market. And these are educational examples, not uh, trading advice uh, at all, um, not a solicitation or any particular trade. Uh, so here's the, the what uh, here's what the ratio of act spread uh, is. Uh, there we go. Here's what the ratio of act spread is. You're going to buy at the money calls. In fact, for our discussion, we're going to buy two at the money calls for every one in the money call that we sell. And the deal is you don't want to pay for this trade. You want this trade to be free or a credit when you get into the trade. So what do I mean by that? Let's take a look at some um, some uh, real numbers here and, and see how this plays out. Um, so first of all, you know this is uh, the Market Gear platform. And what we're going to do is go in and look at a couple of uh, stocks here. And two of them that I was looking at today a little bit on this was Pfizer and Apple. Um, and if we look at uh, let's go with Apple first here. And in Apple, if you look, notice here what we have, uh, you know, Apple's on a bit of a run right now. Now, I realize that there are some resistant points up here and that, but, you know, it's, it's, uh, was stagnating for a while, started to take off a bit here. Uh, and so let's take a look at what we might be able to do to make that happen. So to do that, what I'm going to do here is go over to the options page. I'll grab this. And uh, my position here I want to do is what I'll, I'm going to go out. Now, now, here's an interesting thing about this. And this is one of those where you got to watch how you set things up. I, I want to go out as far as I can, practically speaking, uh, to have more time to be right. But there is a factor here that does come into play. And that factor is that, that you're going to be selling two options to buy one option. Um, I'm sorry, uh, my mistake. I'm sorry, selling one option to buy two options. Right. Selling one option to buy two options. So um, one has to bring in enough money to pay for the other two. So the further out in time I have, because I'm, I'm dealing with time on both these options, it becomes more difficult to do. My kind of limit on this is I want to be probably at least 45 days out. Now, I've, I've, I'll stretch that a little bit, but um, but I don't want to certainly be 30 days out. I just don't think that's enough time for, for this to, to work well. So let's take a look at this. I'm, I'm, so if I take this here, we're at 45 days out. And right now, Apple at one. 133. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go buy uh, the 133 option. I'm going to pay, I'm going to actually get two of those. Um, and then what I want to do is I want to pay for that, right? So what I took now, these are 570. So how am I going to pay for it? I need to bring in, uh, you know, at least, uh, you know, because I did it twice, right? So yeah. I have to bring in at least 1140 to make it work. Right. right. So then when I go down here and where can I get a 1140? Well, right here, that gives me a $10 spread, by the way, 133, go down to 123 and I'm bringing in 1190. Right. So if I do that, watch what so I'll sell that. And here's what I have. This is my risk graph over here on the right hand side. What happens is as the stock goes up, You've got two options making you money in this trade. Um, and you have one option that's going to be losing you money, right? As the stock goes up, because you sold that one. Um, because you have these two making you money and only one losing you money, you end up profitable in the, in the stock if the, if the stock takes off or continues, in this particular case, continues on its upward ride. Um, if, however, now, by the way, when you did this trade, look, if you look at this, this is a $50 credit to do this trade, right? So I bring in, I put $50 cash in my account. And, and by the way, one of the things that people have to wrap their head around a little bit here is normally think people think about a credit trade as you bring in the money, you're, you're not really making money on the movement, you're making money on the time decay. 
right? So uh, that works for a covered call. That works for, you know, uh, uh, bull puts, uh, you know, pretty much credit trade. But because of the nature of this, what I'm really doing, if you think about it from this perspective, I'm, I'm buying a call option, but I'm doing this other thing to pay for it. Right, which is selling, you know, buying well, one, selling one, right? I mean, you could almost see it there on the screen. I can't show my mouse, but on the left-hand side, you've basically got a, you know, a call vertical spread. Yep, yep, right. And then instead of that leveling out on the backside, it turns back up and goes upward. Right. In fact, actually, you know, one of the cool things about this is the ability to kind yeah, of compare there, things, exactly. right? So you've got this trade. But what I did was instead of taking this money and putting it in my pocket, I'm using that money and reinvesting it into being able to buy another call option for free, right? So if you look at this, this is six, this trade is 620 credit. Well, my option here is only 570. So I'm going to take 570 of that 620, by the way, the difference 50 cents, that's what $50 uh, credit in the trade. By doing that, I put myself in a situation where now I'm making money on the upward move. Right? So would yep. you consider this to be a bullish trade? Or Absolutely. a bearish trade I, I, or neutral? A, a bullish trade that I'm not confident in. How's okay. that? How's that for an answer, sure. right? So if it if it continues going up, I'm going to make money on the upward movement, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and again, for people not from this is the stock price here. As the stock goes up or down, what happens to the trade? So if the stock goes up, I have, I'm profiting because I've got that one basically free and clear option, that 133 option that's making my money on the way up. Then you have the other side of this, which is your, you know, the, the, uh, that bear uh, call position credit that you took in, right? Where they, you have that risk factor. So if the stock were to collapse, um, basically anything below 123, in this case, I, you know, the whole thing ends up expiring uh, worthless because it's, it's all out of the money. And I kept the credit of 50 cents or $50 uh, for the total trade of this. So it, it's a, a trade that if it goes down, so I'm not looking to make money. I'm not looking to make 50 cents. I'm looking to make money on the upward climb, but if it turns, I have that that extra that benefit. So the the risk factor is in this this area between uh, those two points, right? And and so this is where we get into managing it. And and I'd like mm -hmm. to hear from you. What was your experience? Oh, I, I, so I would call that valley right there the valley of doom or the valley of death <laughs> or something like that because that's where I ended up. All right. So this is this is the first time I blew up my account. I've done it twice. The first time I did it was here. Um, it was election night, 2016. Um, going into the election, I loaded up like everything in um, ratio backspreads, exactly like this trade. I couldn't tell you the details, but it was so, it was set up almost similar to this. And um, I was like, I'll tell my wife. I, I thought it was a genius, right? That's usually the first sign of trouble. Right? <laughs> I was like, hey, it doesn't matter what happens tomorrow. If Trump wins or if Trump loses, we're going to make money either way, if the market goes up or if it goes down. Now, if you remember that night, the market was lock limit down. And I heard so many stories of people, uh, maybe I forget who it was, but it was some, some giant trader like George Soros or somebody like that, that went out and bought everything they could that night. They were like, this is the biggest discount ever. Trump is good for business. We're going to load up as big as possible while it's down. And then the next morning and throughout the rest of basically the presidency he had, stocks went nearly vertical. And where I went so wrong was it, election night was on Tuesday, as usual, put my trades to expire on Friday, 
huge red flag. And when the market looked like it was going to open down, I was like, no problem. We're good to go. But then when it started going up, I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm going to give it some time to work. By the time Friday came along, my, my call strikes were in the money like this, but it had not reached its break-even point. Mm-hmm. And so it expired worthless. And I'm like, how did this happen? I mean, I, I remember Wednesday morning waking up and seeing a giant like uh, profit in my account, giant paper profit, because it had made that, that quick up move. But then I let it with the idea that, hey, it continue on. And then it just kept dragging and dragging and dragging down into that valley of death, valley of doom and despair. And uh, then my account uh, was gone. And I'm like, son of a bee. I can't believe that this is how it went down this way. I was so totally right, are, but I totally blew the trade. Yep. So there are two things that you uh, did in that trade that I would share from my experience in this is not how I would approach, right? So I, I, you know, I don't want to say it was wrong, except for the trade didn't work out for you at that particular case. But two things about this, you did it right before the election, like right before, Mm -hmm. right? So one of the challenges with right before was um, where, and and I, you know, I don't know, I don't know what the instrument was, all that stuff. So, but one of the things you want to watch is you don't want to do this in moments of really high implied volatility. Okay. Because if you're doing that, uh, it's it's kind of like the straddle play we talked about a few weeks ago. If I buy when options are expensive, now it has to move enough to overcome uh, the the not only the cost of that trade, but the the fact that that once earnings comes out, volatility is going to drop, right? So the thing about the straddle on earnings, you want to make sure that you have that that driving force uh, to to move it. And, uh, w- but you don't want to have the, the, the expensive options in place. So what do you do? You do it far enough beforehand. Um, the other thing, so, so in this particular case, like one of the things that I, I look here, if I look at the implied volatility chart right here, I can see here, if I just clean this up, so I'm only looking at implied, right? So the yellow line is the average implied volatility. And we look right now at where it's at, you know, we're at 31 and the average is 38, Right. So uh, so right now we're at a relatively low implied volatility for, um, uh, you know, for Apple. So if you see where we're at here, let me just show you what happens, because you'd have a really good point. If I go into this and now the event happens. So here's what happens is, you know, you have this anticipation. I don't care whether it's an election or an earnings, whatever. You have this anticipation. There's this pent up, you know, anxiety, whatever, fear, whatever this implied volatility. Once it's a known result, Trump won the election in 16, mm-hmm. right? So once it's a known result, implied volatility starts to fall out of this. Now you could still have move, but implied volatility, the fear factor, the unknown of that drops out. So if you look at this here, this is the, the let's look at the dot, the dotted line here that I'm pointing to, because the dotted line is the trade as we entered it uh, today. And watch what happens if I drop implied volatility, right? Mm-hmm. So if implied volatility drops down, you end up in that, that loss. Now, the other thing is you did this with four days to go. Right. Right. And like I, I said, Rance, I found out all the ways to not trade profitably. Well, this is just that, one of them. You know, the thing is, it doesn't necessarily mean the strategy was wrong. It just means the application of the strategy wasn't the ideal way to go. Right. So mm-hmm. that, that's, that's part of what, you know, that's part of what we're here for. Right? That's part of what I want yeah. to share these with you. Because if I, and by the way, the other side of this is if implied volatility is low and now it goes up, the whole thing, look at, you know, if you look at that line again, let me go back down to where it is today. And if it just goes up to its average implied volatility, 
the whole line elongates. If anything, it's better than 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 that volatile. The, the whole thing works. So so it can actually work really nicely for you uh, in that particular case. But the other one you have to watch for is it dropping down in time, right? So as you go down, so the only way I just said the only way you can lose all your money in this trade is if what you do is go into this where um, you have a uh, where the stock is at uh, uh, this strike price, right? So it's a strike price that you that you purchase. So in this case, the 133. If the stock is at 133 on expiration day, you're host. Mm -hmm. That's a technical market term, being host, right? So it's, it's a, you know, uh, that it just sucks the money out of your account, right? So that's that's the time that you can lose money. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be playing this out. I said, you know, I said six weeks. Right. I, 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 that's where I want to be. And um, why? Because I have time to rate. And if it stalls, I can withstand a few days of stall. But if it stalls when it's inside this area here, uh, you don't want to stay in the straight. You want to get out. Uh, right. And and so, you know, again, if it's in that nice upward trend, if I go over here and look at the stock for just a moment, it's in this. I mean, you know, th this thing is gone in a matter of a couple of weeks here. Uh, we've seen it go up. $15 greater than 10% um, in that, uh, you know, in that period of time. And it's cleared out some resistance levels and that now moving up. So, you know, think that's the case, but if it, if it hit, if it were like to come up, hit and fall back down, now you're in that situation where you're in that self-repair. So how you apply this is real important. My risk today, as you can see here, relatively minimal, the dotted line, as it goes toward halfway to expiration, I still have minimized risk compared to where it is on expiration day. Um, so if it isn't trending nicely, doing what it's supposed to do, continuing this upward move, I'm out. So right? why so, in this case would we want to make the ratio backspread instead of just buying the long call, same strike? If we so, want it to be bullish, what's mm -hmm. our advantage of doing this? Um, if you're bullish and you feel like the stock is just going to go up and you have total confidence in that, uh, I'm going to tell you that buying the call is going to play out better than a ratio backspread if it absolutely does go up, mm -hmm. but if it goes, but if it goes down, so what, what's the difference in this? If I were to look at this trade from a, uh, a standpoint of, uh, you know, a, a long call position, what am I looking at in a long call? I'm looking at a trade that looks kind of like, well, that was beautiful straight lines, right? But <laughs> well, done. So, well done. Yeah, yeah, well done. Yeah. Well done there. Oh, that sorry. was really well done. Yep. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think there's actually a line thing here. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So I'll do it this way. I'll make it look a little better. So I think, there, like I think this, there's right? a way you could actually uh, compare two trades. But anyway. well, there, there, there is. But for the sake of speed here, I was going to share this uh, real quick. But there is. Absolutely. That's kind of cool. The, but the upward. So I have a, this upward movement here if it, you know, on the call. But then anywhere below this, now I have my risk, right? So if in this particular case, if the stock, if the stock starts to fall, Everywhere through this whole thing, I've got risk. In this one, in the call ratio backspread, I have risk in a window, but then it's that self-repair. So that's the vacation part of it, right? Right. Uh, yeah, th that's the yeah. vacation part. The problem with that vacation, that, you know, so it's self-repairing and it goes the wrong way on you. And um, 
you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I've, I've really liked playing this trade when you have stocks that are on a tear, right? They're just like, they're, they're just taken off. And, um, you're, you know, you look at now the challenge with it is again, you got to watch your timeline because if there's too much implied volatility, it's hard to get that one to two ratio. Uh, now that, by the way, you can also do a two by three ratio, but it, let's not get into that in this call at this time today, because you really need to stay with the, the idea of uh, I'm going to, I'm going to buy two. I'm going to pay for those two with the one I'm selling. And, uh, and by setting that up, if it goes the wrong way on you, you don't lose money in the trade. So if it goes, follow what I said, if it goes the wrong way on you, you don't lose money in the trade If it goes the right way on you. You're profitable in the trade. If it doesn't move, if it stalls, that's where your risk is, right? And that's the area you want to really watch out for. And so that's why I want to make sure I have enough time to clearly watch it continue its trend. If it stalls out, be able to still be, you know, get out of this with, with a, a minimum, a minimized risk in the trade. Um, so, you know, we're showing this one on, uh, I'm showing this one here on, uh, well, but one other thing I was going to say there is, by the way, Chris, so you know, there is the other difference is that uh, when you just buy the call, you are using money in your account, right? You have to actually use money in the account. Whereas with this trade, what's the cost of the trade to begin with? It, it's $50 in your account when you do it. Now right. there's some margin. There is some margin, right? Sure. The margin is a spread minus the credit, but, but um, the, but it's not like you're you're tying up the the whole thing for that. So so it's a you know how you balance it and work uh, through that. But yeah, you're right. It does it's it doesn't cost you to do the trick, right? It's, right. it's putting money in your pocket when you do that. Um, and there was one. So I was looking at this one, and the other one I thought was interesting. I just want to make mention of just as one more quick example on this is Pfizer. So you look at what's going on with Pfizer right now, um, and of, of course. Uh, there's a couple things happening right now. Uh, one of which is, you know, of the, you know, Johnson and Johnson's, uh, the, 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 you know, they're calling for a pause on using the J and J vaccine here in the U.S. They've already paused elsewhere. Uh, Pfizer is showing to be one of uh, the the better of these. Uh, that Moderna, but but Pfizer is showing really good uh, results on the uh, variants of the virus too. And so if you look at this, you know we we have a, a nice upward movement here. And the thing about this one I thought was real interesting. When I was looking at this, um, I was uh, initially going out my my forty five days. And I went, eh, let me go out and look at it at June. And I I, I did this. This was kind of interesting. If I go out and do June, um, and I buy the uh, uh, the 37, the at the money. So right now it's at 36.95. So buy the 37 and I can pay for that by literally just by the 35. So it's only a $2 spread in this. Now, mind you, there's a little bit of a bit ask spread going on here. Um, in fact, it's a little wide because it wasn't this wide earlier today. Right now it's 30 cents on the, on the 35s. Uh, but if you look around it, there's 20 cents. This is uh, 4 cents. So I, I would think that trade's going to come to us a little bit and be a credit again. It was a credit earlier today, probably that, that where again. But now I've only got a $2 spread. Right. So my window is pretty narrow and I still have that whole upward movement. And I got over two months for yeah. this to continue to do that. Right. So if it stalls out, so I'm looking at the chart, it's taken off here and let's just go, you know, it hits this point up here and it hits this resistance and just stops. Well, I still have two months. I'm not saying hang on for two months. I'm saying that because I have two months, if it does stall, I'm still only going to be in the very first part of that time decay. And so if it stalls, cut my losses and, you know, I, 
I'm not going to see much of a loss in the position. Right. right. Um, and so it's a, a much better way to be able to play. And again, what I was looking for was, you know, what's a driving force, some, something that's on a move. Well, I think that's with what's going on right now with uh, with Pfizer. There's some some opportunity there. We're seeing it on a move. We've got uh, some uh, negative news on a competitive uh, vaccine that could help here. Some positive news on how they're doing on the variants. And so I'm looking at this going as an opportunity here uh, to be able to take advantage of that. So. Uh, so that's what I'm looking at uh, on on Pfizer. It's the 35, uh, 37, selling one of the 35s, buying two of the 37s, and getting in this. Now, mind you, right this second, it's not actually. You know what? I told you it would shift in that little bit of time. It did shift. Now it's in a credit again. You can see it above the the line here. Uh, that's how I can know that. Um, and uh, you know we, we we dropped down in our yes. Yeah, so now we're only at a twelve cent spread instead of a twenty cent spread there. So that made that difference, right? right. So uh, so that you know that timing to get in. Now it's a credit trade. I'm only in a two dollar spread, so my window is fairly narrow. Uh, and uh, actually, my total risk is also relatively low for it on a single lot trade. It's uh, under two hundred dollars of risk uh, in the trade. And if it takes off, I have um, that upside to be able to go. Well, Rance, I got to tell you, they, we covered a lot in this. So this would be, I wouldn't call it a vacation trade. No, I, I wouldn't call ever, it a vacation would, trade. would never no. put any trade on as a vacation trade because really, if you're if you're talking money here, you need to be aware of, of your money. I think the best vacation trade is cash. That's it. That's just my opinion. Yep. <laughs> but this is a, a really interesting strategy. I, I've, I've had my run at it and I've lost a good amount of money learning how to not do it. But if you were paying attention, I think Rance showed you the right way to do it and talked about the right way to do it. And this uh, could be a great um, option, pun intended, to hmm. add to any portfolio going forward. So, so just a really fast recap, make sure that you don't, your, your implied volatility is not too high. Uh, give yourself enough time for it to move through and be right. And if it stalls and it's anywhere in that area, that, that, uh, that abyss that it could fall into there, get out, don't ride that through. Uh, uh, anywhere close to expiration. Absolutely. Yep. And if you found this useful and you think that this platform that Rance is using is pretty cool, because I got to tell you, every time that they pull it up, I think it's pretty cool. Head on over to marketgear.com slash Chris That's me, C-H-R-I-S-U-H-L. You'll get two weeks free of market gear to test it out for yourself and then 50% off your first month. And this links to all kinds of brokerage platforms. So no matter where you're at, there's a good chance that market gear is going to work for you. So guys, thank you so much for coming on today and talking about ratio backspreads. I, I learned a lot and uh, it certainly was painful to go through that again, especially with you pointing out everything I did wrong. <laughs> but you know what? That's how we learn. It sucks, but sometimes that's, that's how we learn. I bet you didn't trade for 2020 election. Uh, no, actually I didn't No. See, so, so you already had learned. You're fine. Yeah. It's all yeah. good. Um, I gotta tell you that that was really brutal. I mean, like I said, the first time I blew up my account was right there and I knew exactly what I did wrong by that Friday. I was like, son of a bee. I, oh, I didn't go the right way, but I hope it goes the right way for you for watching today's episode. Make sure you like subscribe and enable notifications. That way you never miss any of the tools, tips, and tricks I upload every single week to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. 
Okay, so what'd you think? That was pretty incredible, right? Now, if you like that, that's only a taste, only a sample of what you're gonna find in the full AI stock trading system. And I really highly encourage you to go and check this out. Obviously, you are interested in learning and how to trade, and that's why you're listening to this podcast. Now, I'm going to take and download my entire trading system that I use day in and day out onto you. <laughs> and the only way I'm going to be able to do that is over at the AIStockTradingSystem.com. You're going to get phase one, two, and three, several bonuses. And on top of that, I'm going to walk you through over a dozen trades that I put on inside of my account, holding your hand and showing you exactly how I got in, how I got out, how I use the artificial intelligence data, and how this could work inside of your own trading portfolio on a daily basis. So make sure you head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com to learn more and to get started and to download my decade plus worth of trading experience into your hands so you can start using the AI Stock Trading System today, the five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading. Hey, if you like this video, let me know by leaving me a like below and then subscribe and share it with somebody you think could use it as well. Be sure to comment below with your biggest takeaway from this episode and any suggestions you have for future episodes. And finally, make sure you watch these other videos to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. TimMinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimMinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit TimMinuteStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.